Thanks for joining us for this Field Talk podcast from the Linder Farm Network. I'm your host, Dan Lemke. Minnesota soybean farmers contribute to the soybean checkoff each time they sell soybeans. The investment of those checkoff dollars is overseen by a board of elected farmers who make up the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council. The Linder Farm Network is partnering with the MSRPC on this checkoff check-in. Today we are joined by Gail Donkers, farmer from Rice County and MSRPC treasurer. Well, thank you for having me. Um, we farm with uh, my uh, my husband, and he farms with his dad and his brother, um, Paul and Matt Donkers. My husband is Jim Donkers, and then our oldest son also works on the farm full time. So we have um, we raise corn, soybeans, alfalfa, and then we also have uh, finishing hogs, and we raise. Uh, Holstein steers from bottle calves up to market weight, and we also have about 90 head of sheep on the farm that we lamb out and we sell um, breeding stock around the United States. So you have quite the diverse and uh, quite the busy operation, the way it sounds. We do, absolutely. You know, the livestock keeps you going full-time all the time, so absolutely. So, of course, uh, we've always heard that if you want something done, ask a busy person. So uh, one of the things that you also are a part of is the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council. Tell me how you got interested in that and why it's something that you were interested in undertaking. Oh, absolutely. So my uh, friend Keith Schroeder actually got me involved with uh, Minnesota Soybean Growers and the Minnesota um, Research and Promotion Council. Keith was looking to retire off the board and had been on a, mem- um, a board member for, I believe, three or four terms. And so he was kind of cycling out and he first proposed it to me, I believe, maybe in 2012. And at that time, I wasn't quite ready to take any position like that or anything. But I did go on a see for yourself trip um, to the biodiesel convention and I was just completely blown away by how awesome the the program was down there, how much work they were doing for the soybean farmers. And I thought, yes, I'd like to be a part of that. And the other thing that really drew me in also was looking at our checks that we got. And you see the amount of money that um, gets diverted off for the checkoff. And I wanted to know where those dollars were going and how they were being spent. And I can honestly say that I have found out. And I believe that we are doing an awesome job of spending those dollars for the Minnesota farmers out there to make um, more avenues and a better market and a better, higher profitability for soybeans. Any particular areas that uh, you are working in on the council? I know you've been on for a few years. So so what what kind of things have you kind of uh, delved into? Oh, absolutely. So I am recently got assigned to the uh, SSGA, the Specialty Soya Grain Alliance, and I will be working with them. We um, had a Pan American meeting where the Pan Pacific um, buyers and traders uh, met up with the um, shippers and farmers from the United States and especially from the Midwest. And we got together and we had an awesome conference where we talked about, you know, what are some of our shipping obstacles that we have? How can we um, get the soybeans that they want over there? Instead of talking from farm to fork to farm, they were talking, I got that backwards. Instead of talking from farm to fork, they're talking fork to farm. They want the exact same beans to come, the exact same size, the same color, and the same brand and variety to come to them so that when they're making the uh, the edible products that they're making, that they have a similar taste and it's a consistent product that they're producing. And I think obviously a lot of folks know that Minnesota is a big producer of soybeans, the commodity beans. But as you mentioned, you know, the food grade beans, there's a lot of uh, activity in that area as well, which is certainly what SSGA is involved in. Absolutely. And I, you know, I recently talked to a gal who said, well, the Minnesota soybean 
uh, producers aren't doing anything for me. I'm an organic producer and I produce, um, you know, the edible beans. And I said, oh, but wait a minute, we are doing a lot to try and open up those channels and to get container shipping back and into being a thing that we, you know, we kind of lost during COVID, that the containers were coming over so fast and they wanted them back over in China so fast and other places that were shipping products into the United States that we couldn't get our beans into the containers to ship back. So that's something that we are working with the maritime um, authorities to get, uh, you know, like an opportunity to fill those containers and to get them actually into the Midwest where they never even made it to the Midwest before they were just on the coast. So that's something that the SSGA is, is taking a very hard look at and initiative into doing that for the farmers in the Midwest. No, certainly here in Minnesota, biodiesel has been a big thing for years and, and we're seeing, you know, continued growth in that area, not only in the state, but nationwide, as well as the development of renewable diesel as states are looking at their low carbon fuel standards. I mean, that certainly has to be uh, presenting, you know, potentially some more opportunities, some some real excitement for the soybean industry to have folks of all size and different types wanting uh, soybean, soybean oil for a lot of different reasons. Absolutely. You know, there was at one point, um, you know, that the soybean oil was, you know, virtually a almost worthless product. And now it's an extreme high demand. You know, the um, they're even using it in, in tires. You know, we've done a huge promotion through uh, Minnesota Soybean to um, reach out to counties and they're doing a, the, the Goodyear Soybean Tires. Um, oil-based tires that are, you know, like in Rice County here, we gave a set to our um, sheriff's department. And actually one of our farmers who is actually on the sheriff's department um, is using those on his car and he has great remarks about them and everything. So it's really cool. So I shout out to Derek Eastrom for what he's done for, you know, the soybean tires in the, in the, in the sheriff's department in Rice County. So we've also um, have been using those that same technology, the Goodyear technology, into Skecher shoes. And we've been giving um, away Skecher shoes, um, or counties have the opportunity, I should say, to give away Skecher shoes as one of their um, pro- programs and promotions in their counties. So I had the opportunity to do that uh, um, at three different places in Rice County last year where they gave away Skecher shoes to, you know, basically healthcare workers. But this year we're actually looking at doing maybe some fire departments or something like that as well. So people who really are, you know, invaluable to the community, we want to give back to them as well. And you touched on it a little bit, uh, the the checkoff dollars that, uh, you know, Minnesota farmers pay into. Minnesota gets half, the other half goes to the national level. Um, but you guys spend a lot of time and a lot of, I'm assuming, a lot of debate and a lot of evaluation in how you invest those dollars. Absolutely. You know, we um, ask for people to, you know, submit um, ideas of what they want to do, research projects and that type of thing. And um, we have three different um, promotion action teams that go through those. Um, I actually serve on the promotion action team that does like the promotion part of things. And um, it's very interesting to see what people come up with. Um, You know, we work with a lot of things um, that are working towards selling more beans and getting exported out of uh, the United States. And it's a huge win for Minnesota farmers. And it's so cool to see, you know, some of the submissions that we get and how exciting the technology is of what people are doing. And some of that technology is, you know, coming forward, like um, Plasma Blue is a new uh, um, innovative process of of um, utilizing biodiesel um, 
and processing it. And it's something that's revolutionary. And we're, you know, really working hard to get the Plasma Boo product off, or um, I shouldn't say product. It's actually a processor off the ground at Minnesota Soybean. So obviously exciting times. What makes uh, this enjoyable uh, for you as a, as a busy farmer? As you noted, you have plenty of things going on already. So why is this something that uh, you are you know, getting enjoyment or value out of? Well, I, I feel like um, I want to give back to the industry as much as I can, too. You know, I was born and raised on a dairy farm, and um, I remember my, the first time my dad grew soybeans. I would say it was probably about 1974 or 76, something like that, and how we had to walk the beans at that time and, and uh, pull the weeds and chop the weeds and everything else. And, you know, we've come a long, long ways, but we have a farther way. You know, we have more to do. And I believe, you know, um, we're trying to feed the world. Um, it's no... Uh, secret that American farmers do a fabulous job of, you know, producing some of the finest products in the world, but we are going to have to step up our game and do more. And I think, you know, by giving back to the Minnesota Soybean um, producers and the Research and Promotion Council and the growers that, um, you know, in the end game, it's so exciting to see what happens. And, you know, a lot of soybean farmers never see what, and, and corn farmers or any farmers ever see what happens to their product once it leaves the farm or once that truck rolls out of the yard they don't see the end game on it and I've been fortunate enough to see some of the end games on it and different things like that um, I was actually uh, on a tour for the Clean Air Alliance out in New York um, this past winter and it was so cool to see how you know our our end product is fueling homes there and in doing so much for the city of New York it's the the largest um, consumer of biodiesel in the in North America. And, you know, farmers don't realize that. And it's so exciting to see and to hear the different things that they're doing, how, you know, they're literally fueling almost every vehicle that is a New York City um, vehicle with biodiesel. And it's just exciting. I think you touched on it too, that there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. And, and most of us probably, yes, once the, the truck rolls off the yard, you don't think about that. But a lot of these industries aren't developed um, if you're not involved in, in farmers themselves investing in that development. Absolutely. You know, um, we have a lot of farmers who invest a lot of time and, and I, I am this one of many who, and I, I probably, I, you know, there's some extreme leaders out there that have spent a lot of time and a lot of travel and, you know, outreach and, um, you know, continuous are trying to sell soybeans and soybean oil and soybean meal all over the world. Um, you know, we ha really have an awesome team here in Minnesota of people who are reaching out and trying to make um, the world better for uh, soybean farmers in Minnesota. Thanks for listening to this Soybean Checkoff Check-In. Find out more about the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council at mnsoybean.org. Find more podcasts at lindyerfarmnetwork.com and get the latest in farm news and market analysis from your local LFN affiliate.